Welcome to Season 2 of the Filament Games Podcast, a show dedicated to game-based learning. Here are your hosts, Brandon Pitzer and Dan Norton. Uh, so for today's podcast, this is a, a retro review podcast. Uh, so we are looking at an old school learning game and dissecting it. Um, so the audio content for today's podcast is going to be a little different from the video content. If you actually want to see us playing through the game, uh, see the features of the game that we're actually talking about, um, watch everyone in my party die, um, you're going to want to switch over and look at that video content. Um, if you just want to hear us analyze it and review it, um, that's the audio. All right. So guys, I just I just figured out I can do this with my microphone. That's amazing, right? That's a spring that's on the microphone. Uh, boom. So boom. We no longer need Josh. That's the conclusion yeah. we're drawing. Here. No yep. more sound effects from Josh. Yep. Just the spring. Yep. Sorry, Josh. See you later. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. I thought maybe I thought it could be the all-purpose sound effect for for comic relief, but it's it's kind of a, it's pretty serious. It is actually. It's, it's, it's more like a meditative moment, dirge-like. Yeah, in a way. Think of your own death. Yeah, that's way better. That's way better. You're right. That's good. Okay, that's good. Oh, speaking of thinking about your own death. We've got a very special game to play today on our podcast. That's true. Yeah. It's Oregon Trail. It's Oregon Trail. Yeah. So uh, let's frame it a little bit. So what today's episode is going to be is um, the retro review, which is going to involve us going through um, a learning game that you could qualify as retro uh, and kind of dissecting it from a scholarly game designer perspective and kind of look at the history of the game, how it compares to today's learning game, Milieu. Yeah. And our, our special guest presenter for Retro Review, and will be our recurring host. That's uh, right. This is like an editorial column. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it could have a sound, like its own song. When it, like anyway, a, like anyway it's Matt Hazelton. <laughs> Let's, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's Matt Hazelton. <laughs> Matt Hazelton, everybody. Wow. wow. Hey, thank you, everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be back. I think yeah. the, the last time I was here, we were talking about uh, also your own death. Uh, yeah. The, yeah the, well, that was the death of others for, right. for the it purpose was. of sustenance. It was. Mm. Yeah. Yes. It was the, the cannibal. <laughs> sustenance and pickling. How to prepare meat uh, for cannibals game, which was excellent. <laughs> yeah. Which, which actually could be a, a great subset of uh, Oregon Trail that 2016. That could work in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. It could be like an expansion yep. pack. Yep. Cindy has died. You've run out of food. <laughs> what will you do? Oh, there's no turning back now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think let's just jump into kind of the introductory content we have here and uh, sure. kind of talk through, um, you know, why we've selected Oregon Trail and, uh, and yeah, and then we'll actually get into the gameplay. Yeah, I, I actually tried to think about how to introduce Oregon Trail and, and come up with some, you know, smart opening remarks, but it's, it's really hard to introduce a game that basically everybody has already played. Like, I think it's got like 65 million installs. It's been around since the 1970s. Yeah. Uh, there's it, a new version already out on the iPhone. Right. It, yeah, there's it, like countless versions of it at this it point. It needs yeah. no introduction. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, but we'll introduce it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, <laughs> and yet, here we yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Oregon Trail is a game about uh, traveling a uh, a trail. A trail. <laughs> <laughs> and where does that trail lead? One might ask. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it's based on based the game of Westward Expansion. You know, it was uh, developed by uh, student teachers in the 1970s up in our, our neighbors to the north, Minnesota, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to uh, convey information uh, to students. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's basically mm-hmm. it. Uh, so yeah, I was looking at that. Um, you kind of sent a really cool kind of long form article about the the story of how that all came together. Um, and I, I just thought it was fascinating. I think the way that the guy encapsulated it at the end, it was just like a coincidence that there happened to be two teachers in this apartment that were working on teletype computers and another teacher teaching about uh, Westward expansion. And basically, uh, through that kind of that happenstance, <laughs> they all kind of came together to create um, what was the original version of Oregon Trail, which was like this teletype only, like no screen, just like purely in your imagination experience where you're kind of, you know, it function is sort of just like a choose your own adventure book that's just being fed to you piecemeal and you're just making different agency decisions as you're going through and the kids loved it like even in that super primitive form like you they uh they just ate it up you know there were lines out the door to play that they uh they wanted to come back and keep playing it um until the teachers kicked them out (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we'll uh we'll post that article um when this goes out so people can kind of read that that like in-depth uh narrative about the history of it because it is really fascinating um but yeah so i think maybe we should just kind of jump into the game sounds like a plan let's do it all right let's travel the trail just finished playing Oregon Trail. We did. Um, let's synthesize. Let's synthesize. Let's bring let's this all together. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think we've all learned that people died on Oregon Trail. Yeah, everybody but me. And yep. Or just bankers, generally. Yeah, so the world is stacked in the favor of bankers. So that's lesson number one. <laughs> just life in general. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, um, kind of going down uh, the list here, like, where do you think um how does it compare with kind of like modern learning game design and like where do you think where do you think it kind of falls short sure i mean i think one of the interesting things about uh oregon trail is that uh, it's definitely a particular kind of model of learning game where like we talked about earlier the fidelity of each individual part is not necessarily the highest but it's more of a uh it's trying to expose a system yeah um and it's interesting to take something that's historical and turn it into a system, but um, I think it works really well here. Uh, and it's actually kind of like what Filament did with Executive Command, um, where mm-hmm. you're simulating the presidency and you talk to Congress and you pass bills, and it's not doing any one of those, and travel to foreign countries, and it's not doing any one of those in any particularly high fidelity, but mm-hmm. once you've played it all, uh, you're like, oh, I, I kind of know what the president does. And once you play Oregon Trail, you're like, I kind of know, you know, what things happened on the trail. Right. It, it really focuses in on, like, the decision points, mm-hmm. you know, those, like, little, I mean, it, like, literal branching paths in some cases. Yeah. <laughs> and so I guess, like, trying to tie it to modern learning game design, like, one of the interesting things to think about is, like, how, like, a lot of times when we talk about learning game design in 2016, we talk about assessment, you know, mm-hmm. like, what it means after you've played the game and how you would evaluate and unpack what you've done and, turn it into a multiple choice test or something like mm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know that this game is, uh, 
accessible in that way, and I don't know that it really needs to be, I think. Hmm. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. It's it's like the the, the outcome is very qualitative, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of, you have this appreciation for the hardness of the trail, of, of like the just the sheer amount of natural opposition that these pioneers faced as they were as they were advancing uh, along this path um so yeah um you know so beyond that like what do you think is uh, like kind of shines about the game like what what is how does it compare against um modern modern design in terms of like what is what is it really good at i think i mean one of the things i think is really interesting is that the game has a very open approach to death. Mm, it does. <laughs> that I think you would have a hard time uh, making a contemporary learning game for the use in the classroom that dealt with characters dying. Yeah, it's fairly blasé about right? mortality, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, I think even if you were to make a histor- another historical game where fatalities were a big deal, I think it would be considered pretty controversial um but yeah, this game is just kind of you know most people remember that as like one of their favorite things right you know so. right yeah that's that's the first thing that anyone talks about is like you know who died of dysentery mm-hmm. in the, in the yeah. game yeah. nobody yeah. knows what dysentery is that's true it's never actually explained within uh, the gameplay itself yeah. it's yeah. just uh and that you know that i do remember you know as a child you you would go look it up mm-hmm. right and then mm-hmm. and then you're like you, and you grab an actual like a, a book with words in it, which is what was called a dictionary in those oh, days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm familiar with the website. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was like a .com that you could hold. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But that's like the, the nutshell of like what makes, uh, what's kind of interesting with this game is like it's a game where everybody knows you could get dysentery on the Oregon Trail, but mm-hmm. nobody really knows what dysentery is. Right. And maybe that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's, that is, uh, it goes right back to what you're saying about how there are things that are simulated at a higher level, you know, kind of brushed over in a way. Um, I think death is kind of interesting because it's something that just is part of it. Like it's not an event. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. It's not even a failure. It's just like, the fact that people die is essential to learning about Oregon Trail, and sure, sure, it's um, just a factor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not even like someone dies and you're you should restart or reload a save point. It's right. just like you're given five people so that some of them can die. Yes, totally, totally. Now, it, when you were looking at like uh, kind of looking into this, is it possible to finish it with all five? Do you know? I, I almost did. Really? I don't. I, I as a farmer, that's how like you I, became yeah, a greenhorn. I, I, obviously, I, yeah. I uh, I had everybody uh, alive and well until I tried to take the raft down the river at the end, and then I crashed into a rock and everyone drowned. Oh, oh funny! Yeah. Oh, it man. was funny. If only you had. If only you had enough money for that toll road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would have been fine. Eight fifty, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, I had no money. I was uh, I was a farmer, and I left in May. Like as early as I could, or okay. Like it. But I spent the first month just hunting outside the city. I, like, see. I, I was like determined to get through uh, as hard as I could. All right, very bootstraps. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then you know I hit a rock and everyone died, and my mm-hmm. wagon caught on fire for no apparent reason. In, in the river? <laughs> what? No, no, before the river. Oh, like, it was just okay. a, All right. All a right. series of of terrible events, like uh, stuff got stolen from me left and right. You yeah, know, yeah. measles for no apparent reason. Like I just. Slow and steady pace, big rations, enough clothing. People still got sick, hmm. um, and I think uh, Norton broke his arm. <laughs> it was just somehow. classic Norton. Yeah, guys, <laughs> uh, watch this. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, and and so as far as things that this game does that like current educational games don't do or that we try not to do, like there's a lot of random chance in this game. Yes, you know? yes. Um, it's almost like uh, 
you know, Oregon Trail and educational roguelike. Um, but yeah. ge- generally <laughs> these days, we try to uh, avoid uh, making things happen to the player, or putting bad things on the player, especially that they don't have any agency over. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game sort of revels in that because I yeah. Uh, I, I, that's part of the learning desk. It's just bad things will happen to you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I th- nowhere. Right. And well, I think it's important to the experience of the game for it to have that, like that, that, uh, that random hardship just landing in your lap now and again. It's like, um, and, and I think, I mean, let's using the example again of executive command though, there is some element of that, right? Like there's like declarations of war that you have no agency over that, that kind of just are imposed on you and you have to react to that. And I think like that's, you know, in terms of, how that works as a learning tool it's like i mean of course like as as you operate in these different um these different roles that that are simulated by these games like you're going to have to react to things that are completely unforeseen mm-hmm. so yeah yeah it's but it's like especially here it's like something happens to you and you know maybe you can uh you can stop for a few days and maybe you can uh get some more food but ultimately like there's you're just flipping the dice every time as to whether or not someone's going to fall off the back of the wagon and never right. be seen again that's you true know? it's not there's not like apples to apples like you make this decision as a reaction mm-hmm. and the outcome is improved exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and that's another part is that in addition to having a lot of randomness in the game a lot of those systems are pretty obfuscated from the player you know yes. like a lot yeah. of games these days like you you want to know what the numbers are under the hood but right you know here it's just like somebody's sick you can rest for a day. You know, mm. you don't know like, yeah, you what's no going idea. on. Yeah, like it's just totally uh, qualitative throughout. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. Even if there are, uh, even the numbers yeah. they do give you, like the depth of the river, you're like, I don't, I don't know what a wagon. Right. Yeah. Comparatively, like, what does that mean? What yeah. is three feet? You know, and we two point five. I think feet. we did succeed. The ten feet is probably too. too <laughs> yes, deep we did conclude yeah. that that was too deep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I, I'm trying to decide if I think that's a good learning game design or not, or if it's mm. just, like, if this is one of those cases where what would usually be something we'd try to not do, uh, actually, just in a weird way, supports this very open-ended set of learning objectives because usually right. we sit down and we're like you should be able to learn something like learn the content uh pretty immediately and here mm-hmm. it's like you have to like you play through the whole thing and then you have to like almost play through it again mm-hmm. knowing what you've learned to really like actually yep. enact it and that is kind of what makes it sort of a roguelike yeah know, well i think that's way. exactly and i think that's what makes it really sticky too yeah. it's like you there's um, the 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 implied ability to continue to grow and and expand on on like what success looks like in terms of how how you get through the game like you have the ability to like go back and tune like there's a lot of replay value in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never realized how much uh, FTL is actually kind of like. <laughs> oh sure. Oregon Trail. Sure, but like where you're ancestor. actually manipulating things within the ship. Right. Yeah, yeah. You've got more control over what happens inside your wagon, but. Mm-hmm. You're ultimately, yeah, it's totally. kind of Oregon Trail, isn't yep. it? It is. Huh. Wow. I hadn't thought yeah. of that. Yep. FTL, there was a game called Convoy that came out a few months back, maybe a year ago, that's basically like Mad Max Oregon Trail. Oh, um, sweet. There's the <laughs> game Oregon Trail, uh, yes, which right. uh, is, is a pretty direct successor. Um, okay. But, um, now, what's yeah. that one about? Uh, zombies. Okay. It's <laughs> Oregon Trail in a station wagon with zombies. And, oh, nice. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and so like, there's a lot of stuff in this game that still stands up as like successful commercial uh, game design techniques, mm-hmm. right? Um, right. 
but they are very particular. They appeal to a very particular branch. Like they, they are not, you know, game design choices that appeal to people writ large. And yet, Oregon Trail has a a real genuine place in sort of the pop culture pantheon. Like you can buy T-shirts that say "You have died of dysentery" on them. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. And I I'm just I wonder what it is about this game that sort of you know, puts it in that place in people's hearts, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's, I think, like, I, I to me, it's just the the impulse, like, I want to go back now and see if I could get at least one of you to live through the trip. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> like, I, like, I feel like if I just... <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I won't yeah. ask you to choose, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly. And I just set the standard just a little bit higher mm-hmm. for what I was able to accomplish. Um, but yeah, anyways... Um, so, uh, you know, what other kind of, um, you know, thinking about, like, what other uh, ideas you might have to improve the game uh, for, like, you know, yeah, for 2016? Yeah, Oregon Trail 2016, what would yeah, it be? Yeah, um, what, would you, what would you do to make it modern? Gosh, like, I think the, the biggest knock that I had against it, I sort of, this sort of snuck up on me yesterday and watching you play it again, is that, uh, you know, you're kind of doing the same thing for 100 turns in a row. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And... I, I think that so what I'm when I say improve Oregon Trail like what I would do is like try to find things that both bring the gameplay up but also serve the learning objectives right like that's what mm. we do here and so I feel like adding some sort of system where uh, that allowed uh, things to change more dynamically as you went on and and changed the the things that you're trying to decide as you went forward uh, could be cool you know things like. You know, crossing the Rocky Mountains basically feels the same as, you know, crossing the Great Plains. Uh-huh. When, in fact, you know, it should have mm-hmm. forced you to think and strategize in a very different way. Would sure. Be nice. Right. Um, uh, yeah. As, as an aside, one thing that I, like, thought would have been, I don't know, an interesting thing to learn about is, like, um, you know, what, what the, the landscape was at that point in terms mm-hmm. of, like, territories. So, like, not only, like, mm. U.S. territories and, like, where those are, because there's no indication of what territories you're passing through. There's just, like, a series of landmarks. And then also, like, the tribal territories, because it does say when you're crossing that river that a Shoshone mm-hmm. native helps you. And it's, like, it, it, like, hints at this kind of expansive, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, landscape that you never really get a full picture of. Yeah, I'd be, I would be willing to wager that not, not only has, obviously, technology and graphics evolved since this game was made and... We could apply those things, but I bet you the research on the Oregon mm. Trail has evolved. Mm. I bet you there's all kinds of interesting new things that we know about that time and place that we could engineer into the game. Right. Yeah, it's crazy to think about, but it's like these guys started this, what, 1971? Mm-hmm. Game's almost 50 years old. Yep. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It was uh, <laughs> started just about only 100 years after the actual Oregon Trail is, you know, up and running. Yeah. yeah. That's nuts. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. We're old. That's a crazy way to think about it. Yeah, it was uh, 1861 was like the heyday of Oregon Trail. Like, so it was it was possible for someone to have it? been on the Oregon Trail to play the Oregon mm-hmm. Trail. And be like, hey, it wasn't. Like <laughs> They'll be like, I'm, a, I'm 103 years old. <laughs> but I don't, okay, yeah, I, that's yeah. actually, that's fascinating. I didn't, yeah. it never occurred to me. Yeah, history is uh, is a lot more compressed uh, when you actually step back from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Dan, so I'd be interested to know what you think about uh, hunting and how you'd upgrade that. Because the o- the other thing that had occurred to me 
that we try to avoid here at Filament is things that rely on uh, player reflexes as mm. a game mechanic because some people just don't have the thumbs to right. run around and hunt buffalo. Yes. Well, I think, I think you have to be like <laughs> no, no really truly inept to not succeed at Oregon Trail hunting. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you, that's... I'm only okay. You essentially nailed that very correctly. I, ideally... It would be fun to re-engineer the hunting game so that something that you knew about the environment or what you were, what you were hunting would increase your odds of likelihood. So mm. we could leverage knowledge rather than Twitch skill would be a cool way to to make hunting mm. uh, better. Yeah, I remember the version I played in school was much more like a shooting gallery. Like you were yeah. behind some bushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animals would just kind of cross in front of you, like in a two D plane. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Clearly, I struggle yeah. with the isometric yeah. approach. Yeah. Yeah. Simulating um, the extension of the American buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, sad. Oh, sad. Um, um, too that's, real. That's real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, I think like trapping would be interesting mm, too. Like, sure. Uh, that to me is like probably a more uh, realistic <laughs> uh, method for, for capturing some of these animals. And mm-hmm. uh, th- that's completely left aside. Yeah. Um, yeah, knowing something about the terrain, where you are, what animals will be in the area, and then mm-hmm. setting up the appropriate traps. Yeah, picking a place to stake out and yeah, yeah, uh, deciding yeah. how long you want to stay there. That'd yeah. be cool. Just yeah. some more depth, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the original, the very original hunting on the teletype was that you had to literally type out the word bang, and depending on how quickly and accurately you, you typed it out, uh, that would determine whether or not you were successful in your hunting. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that cool? It's like <laughs> just a timed yeah. <laughs> twitch yeah. test, basically. Um, That's cool. <laughs> I think we, we talked a little about maybe class being a factor, like actually thinking about the difference between being a banker and being a farmer and being a carpenter or a pharmacist. Like, right, yeah, right. Um, yeah, it, and that's, you know, it is interesting. It's like, is do we assume from the way that it's currently portrayed that, like, everyone in those days had the basic frontiersman skills, you know, or... Or, like, was there a true division between a banker and a farmer? There's you know? definitely other versions of Oregon Trail where the, the, your class selection has interesting mm. ramifications rather than simply Just more like how money. much money you yeah. have. Yeah. So mm. that is something they've experimented with is do you have better medicine or are you better at fixing your wagon, right. et cetera? Nice. That's happened. Yeah, that seems like an obvious improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any I, achievements? <laughs> yeah. Chivos. Some sweet Chivos, bro. Get those in there. Uh, morale would yeah. be interesting. Like, So mm. they mentioned in the, the development of this that it was based a, directly on a lot, of, uh, a lot of actual firsthand documentation of the trail. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. journals and the letters that were written from people who were on the trail. And, like, the random occurrences of things that happen on the trail are, are all weighted to the frequency with which they appeared in these first-hand documents. Oh, interesting. Um, That's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like, but so you're traveling with this party of people with, you know, your family, your group, and uh, really they're just there as resource sucks right now, you know, Mm -hmm. like they just eat your food and (laughs) die of snake bites and maybe earn you some points at the end, but some way to (laughs) sort of tie those two things together because, you know, there is a very human story that gets told, or that I think if we're trying to tell the story of the organization that could be told, uh, here um, and it sort of gets left aside in favor of you know 200 bullets and 100 pounds of oxen mm-hmm. yeah it's sort of all boiled down to a balance sheet isn't it mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> it's not like you don't know what your relationship to any of these people is yeah that's true yeah hmm. yeah the human element would make it more interesting that's mm-hmm. for sure 
but probably more difficult to program on a teletype. <laughs> yep, <sorry. Yeah. laughs> Character depth, good dialogue. Huh. Yeah. Um, I don't, actually, so Brandon, like, could you see as as marketing and and maybe a little bit of sales, like, could you mm-hmm. see a school in uh, twenty sixteen buying a game like this, or what would you think that they would want to have in in Oregon Trail to make this uh, palatable toward mm-hmm. uh, a modern classroom? Well, so that's a really interesting question. I mean, I think so. If you're looking at it purely from like a commercial standpoint, I think just the sheer amount of resonance it has with students is reason enough to buy it. And I think that's what you see with like Minecraft EDU, for right. instance, like mm-hmm. Minecraft in classrooms. It's it's like this: the kids already want to play this thing, and so they're already kind of like the the it's the you know it's it's sped up a little, it's accelerated a little bit in terms of like adoption because. Uh, the demand already exists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, if you were going to make it to hit today's classroom imperatives of things like 21st century skills, I think it would lean a lot more to the collaborative element. Mm. So maybe maybe it's, like, groups of kids in one party. Sure. So, like, there's more than one person, and the, the decision points are divided up across that party. And so there's, like, required collaboration and critical mm-hmm. thinking. Um, that, to me, would be, like... A perfect manifestation of this content for a 21st century classroom. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. I could totally see that working. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And actually, that was something that the article mentioned as being a, a big part of the original Teletype version is when you didn't have a computer to keep track of everything. You know, and people were in groups. It was like the kid who was good at math kept track of all the numbers. Right. And the, the kid who knew the map was like marking it down on like the butcher paper how far they'd gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's it's funny because it's like and it's original original manifestation <laughs> it sort of hit like the feature points that i was talking about in terms of what would make it work today so yeah, yeah it's that's fascinating very emergent yeah hmm. you can make a sweet artemis style game out of this oh yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah totally yeah you have to just <laughs> science officer need a report <laughs> <laughs> yeah be like you could be an actual sherpa you're like yeah. you only you get the map mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. hmm. very cool Man. Yeah, so that's uh, that was Oregon Trail. Nice. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for uh, getting this one served up for us. Do you know? Do you know what's next for yep. Retro Review? Yeah. yeah. So we took what a we survey. Next? I think uh, Carmen San Diego might ah, be coming up, and uh, nice. maybe a cameo appearance by um, oh, Number Munchers is the other one that. So these these are all games that when I I tell people who aren't in the industry uh, that I make educational games, they go. Oh, like Oregon Trail. Like X, yes. right. Oh, like Math Blasters. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, like Carmen yeah. San Diego. Okay. Yeah. yeah, these are they're they're sort of like the the marquee <laughs> iconic learning games. Um, and yeah, I'm sure you know as we advance uh, through more episodes, we'll get more and more obscure with our tastes. Try yeah, to kind of pull back the curtain on some lesser known titles. Yeah, well, I hope I get to play the uh, Carmen San Diego. Can we switch for that one? Totally. That would be great. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. I want to I mock your lack of skill. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much everything for today. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, thank you so much. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, guys. More soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Filament Games podcast. If you'd like to hear more about games, game-based learning, and what goes on inside our studio, subscribe today on iTunes or Stitcher.